Broadcasting from the heartland of America. In the Hoosier Media Network Studios. The next generation in conservative talk radio. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome into it. What's up? It is a another weekend edition here at the Voice of Reason. So wonderful to have you along for the ride, man. We have a lot to talk about. Another crazy week. Strap in and buckle up because now election season has officially hit us. We are upon the election season. The Hawkeye Caucus, the Iowa Caucus, officially done and over. Round number two coming up on Monday again or early this week with the New Hampshire primaries right around the corner, followed by South Carolina and beyond. So we are now in the midst of that election season. You're never going to hear the end of it. I know. I know. We'll talk about that here in just a little bit as uh, we move through the program. Coming up, bottom of this hour, really happy to have on the program. He is a former ambassador under the Bush administration. He's also author of the book, The Global Vatican, and he's a former congressman from the 19th, uh, 19th District of the state of Florida. It's former Ambassador Francis Rooney. He'll be joining us. We're going to talk about Israel and the conflict there. We'll talk about the conflict with Russia and the Ukraine, the global conflicts altogether, and where we stand as a nation right now with our culture. Who are we actually supporting and who are we standing for and what do we do moving forward? So we have all that and more to get to on the program throughout. So you're not going to miss any bit of this. You can always find us as we broadcast all over the social media. And you can find us on our website at HoosierReason.com, H-O-O-S-E-R Reason. Also our social media at Hoosier Reason, again, H-O-O-S-E-R Reason, on any of your favorite social media uh, platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch.tv, and uh, True Social, and Getter, and I think that's all. Our Freedom Book. I think there's more. Who knows? I don't. I always follow. I always do just a couple of them, but I have all of them, so you can follow me on all. But I'm only super active on just a couple of those, just because it's hard, man. You got to do a full time job just to stay on social media. But you can also follow us and sign up for the newsletter coming up here at the end of the month. We'll have our new newsletter coming up for February, and you can become the latest Hoosier holic at HoosierReason.com. We have kind of revamped the website just a little bit which is kind of neat, and you can always go and check out the great content there. I don't want to waste any time. There's a lot to talk about, and obviously we're going to have some fun with the election season because uh, election season is fun, and while it may be exhausting, you may be burnt out soon if you're not already, that's okay. But it's here, and it's not going anywhere, and it seems more and more likely that Donald Trump will be the default nominee for the Republican Party. Like that or hate that, that's the reality of the situation right now. And, I mean, after the... Iowa caucus last week, it was a dominating victory. 20 delegates. Now, okay, for those that don't know, and this may be new to some people who may not be experienced in politics, that's totally okay. I'm not going to belittle you because you're not aware of that. Those that came in because of Trump specifically in 2016 and 2020 may not understand how this process works. And since you are now a large part of the Republican Party, the establishment doesn't like that. The rhinos don't like that. The middle-of-the-road wishy-washy people don't like that. But you are a large part of the Republican Party now. You need to understand how the process works. And this is a concerning thing to me. I had a conversation earlier in the week on my weekday program about this because there are some that think that we still live in some type of popular vote or a democracy. Any politician that tells you that we need to save our democracy is wrong. Any politician that tries to tell you that we need to live, uh, that we need to save and salvage our democracy has no clue what they're doing. Hint, hint, wink, wink, Joe Biden, because that's what he tells us every day, doesn't he? Yeah, that's what he tells us every day. We need to save the democracy. And I ask him every day, are you you doing all right, buddy? You, you feeling okay? You, you, are you alive? Come on, man. Get a life. Just making sure. 
<laughs> they could sure because every politician tells us about the democracy. We don't live in a democracy. If we lived in a democracy, it would be 51% majority rule that would beat the 49%. And that's very dangerous because especially with the low information voter that we have in society today, eh, that's somewhat derogatory, somewhat not. The other side that just watches a 15-second campaign ad, or it may just be the ones that just don't pay attention to politics. I'll show up, I'll do my civic duty to go and vote. But outside of showing up for my civic duty to go and vote, I'm not going to pay attention to the issues. I don't really know the candidates. The name recognition keeps me going, so I'm just going to go and show up and do my thing. That is by definition a low-information voter. They do not absorb all the information of what's going on, and rightfully so in some reasons, because you get so frustrated with the political world. But if you don't know the process, then we have a serious problem. We do not have a simple majority rule. If you saw the breakdown of the Iowa caucus, Donald Trump received 20 delegates. Andy, what are delegates? Oh, you noticed that. Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis also uh, received some. Vivek Ramaswamy received some, although he dropped out. We'll talk about him in just a few minutes here. But the delegate system in the Republican Party for most of the states is based on the percentage of the vote that you receive. So if you receive 20% of the vote, you receive 20 delegates. That's what Donald Trump received in the Iowa caucus. He received 20% of the vote, and therefore he received 20 delegates because he kind of dominated it. Well, he received 51% of the total vote, but in population terms, he received the 20 delegates. So he's off to a good start. Now, Democrats are a little bit different. Democrats have something that's called super delegates. I know. What are those things, right? We're wondering what the heck is a super delegate? So a superdelegate would be the elected official, which is why they don't have true representation in their party. The Democrats can vote, meaning you and I, just a registered Democrat, can go and vote, and they'll delegate their delegates based on the based on the percentage. But then there are superdelegates that also have a sway in it. So, for example, if Donald Trump received 20 delegates in Iowa, then the Democrat or a Republican, if we had that, would have come in and also voted for Donald Trump, then he would have received like 25 delegates instead. And at the end of the day, the Democrats elected officials with their superdelegates almost supersede the vote of the regular people, which means the elected officials, the deep state, the elites get to really decide the Democrat candidates in each state, which is kind of a messed up system. But that's the way Democrats work. Luckily, Republicans do not do that. Nonetheless, we don't have a democracy. And I think that is a telltale sign of lack of understanding from even individuals like Ron DeSantis, where in Iowa this last week got a little upset because they were saying that many news outlets, including Fox News and CNN, had called the race for Donald Trump with people still in line to go and vote. Now, the reason for that being was not because of some type of, quote unquote, election interference to deter people from showing up. There already was enough not people showing up. In fact, only 14 percent of the Uh, Voter turnout in the state as registered Republicans showed up to vote. Just over like 110,000 out of the 700 and some odd thousand voters there are that were registered Republicans showed up to vote. So relatively only 14, 15% of the vote turned out. That was already a low voter turnout. We didn't need election interference to deter people. It was deep freezing outside in Iowa. We didn't have to do that. But the DeSantis people, instead of just chalking it up, saying that we lost, saying that Donald Trump won. Congratulations to him. They couldn't do that. They got a little upset, and they claimed voter interference in the election. And many of his voters and even members of the media on the right side of the aisle that support Ron DeSantis tried to say the same thing, obviously not understanding that he had already won at such a vast amount that it was called 
the number of delegates that would be specified to each one may not have been settled yet, but he had won the race because of how dominant. In fact, he won every single county in Iowa except for one singular county, which Nikki Haley won by a single vote. One single vote. But I digress. We need to understand this process. We need to understand how this system actually works. So now that we go into New Hampshire, it's going to be an interesting race here in New Hampshire for sure because now we're down to three candidates. We're down to Donald Trump, who's gaining the momentum, Nikki Haley, who thinks that she's gaining momentum, and Ron DeSantis, with my prediction, will be out relatively soon, and he is on the way out. The latest polls in New Hampshire going into the final stretch with the primary coming up early this week uh, is that there's a couple different polls, so take them with a grain of salt as always. One poll shows that Donald Trump's up by near 15, 16 points over Nikki Haley. The other one shows that they're tied at 40% and that Nikki Haley has officially gained on Donald Trump. I don't know that that's necessarily the case. I don't know that I believe that one, but that's what they say. And, of course, that's what the media is going to run with because that's their opportunity to have another candidate come in and beat Donald Trump in the race. So time will tell and take any poll with a grain of salt. But we're seeing kind of the identity of these campaigns really begin to stand out. Nikki Haley has embraced the Paul Ryans in the Mitt Romney's endorsements. The very moderate, very rhino, very establishment-esque type of campaign and candidates that are jumping on bandwagon for her. I was surprised with Ron DeSantis with some of the candidates that he had in his uh, campaign because he had Chip Roy campaigning for him in Iowa. I don't know if he's doing it in New Hampshire now, but he, he didn't focus any time in New Hampshire. He was focusing all the attention in Iowa trying to start off strong. Obviously, that didn't fade out for him, so he's kind of on the decline now because he didn't put any investment into the later states with Iowa and South Carolina. All of his resources went to uh, went to Iowa, so his campaign obviously is struggling from here on out. Nikki Haley doing well-ish, I guess better than before, but with a Kind of a differing opinion and poll. One show that they're tied. Others show that she's about 15, 16 points down. I have to admit, though, that even with the rhino-esque isms that are happening there, the big conversation that happened this week as we look at our year, our week in review here is what happened on the campaign trail in the Donald Trump campaign. Because right now, he gained another firebrand with Vivek Ramaswamy backing out of Iowa and uh, suspending his campaign fully endorsing Donald Trump and then showing up on the campaign trail with Donald Trump in New Hampshire throughout this week. I was honored to receive the endorsement of a man who has become a true leader and earned the admiration of so many patriots. I, I've been a friend of his, even though we were competing against each other. But I was a friend of his, and we got along, and he was saying he's a great president. I kept saying, why is he running? He keeps calling me a great president. But he's a fantastic guy, a very smart guy. He's got some tremendous ideas, and... Uh, He's young and he's got some young ideas, too, and that's a good thing. So he has a big, beautiful, bright future ahead. (laughs) Vivek Ramaswamy. Come on up, Vivek. Come on up, Vivek. I love that. I love that. He's got the big, beautiful family. It's so wonderful. We're going to have to bring back this. We haven't done this on this show for a while. but uh, What Donald Trump really meant to say. And he really did elaborate and, and say what he wanted to say there. But the, what Donald Trump really meant to say, he, he likes to use those big, beautiful words and those big, beautiful exaggerations on things. Vivek on the campaign trail, though, not just like endorsing him, but literally coming out and showing his full-on support campaigning for Donald Trump throughout the week. I, I got to say, and I don't know if this was his end game at the end of the day or not. I mean, he had to have known that not having the most standard name, not trying to be, you know, at all, but realizing that he has no name recognition, 
realizing that people don't know who this guy is coming from the pharmaceutical industry that is kind of eh, on the conservative side right now off the whole vaccine issue in COVID-19. We had to he had to have known that he had a very slim chance of pulling out ahead. At the same time, his entire campaign was really about how great Donald Trump was and saying that we need to be the rabble rousers. So the entire campaign was kind of an oddball to us, trying to understand where Vivek was because he wanted to be his own man, but he was hyping up Donald Trump the entire time, attacking the other Republican candidates for going after Donald Trump, and then saying the same rhetoric as Donald Trump, but maybe in a little more elegant manner, by wanting to dismantle the deep state and the fourth branch bureaucratic agencies within the government. It was interesting to watch how he actually campaigned his while he was supporting Donald Trump, but then technically running against him. I have a theory on that one, and that is that maybe this is what his endgame was at the end of the day. To see if he could knock down and knock the pegs down from the other candidates just a little bit, to stand out and gain the attention of Donald Trump, be able to help him and support him the best way that he knows how, and then at the end of the day, I hope that maybe he could get a VP choice, which I don't think he's going to be the VP choice because Donald Trump said that he already has one picked out. Vivek said that that's not him so far and that Donald Trump said he wanted a woman. So I don't think that's the case, but I think there's a position for him in the cabinet and maybe it could be something even as important as maybe a spokesperson in the administration because the firebrand that Vivek is with the same mindset and ideas and vision that Trump has That's a dangerous ticket for the Democrats. That's a dangerous ticket for the establishment. And that's going to be fun to watch if that ends up happening in some degree as the campaigns continue to move forward. Lots more coming up. Stay here. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. This is Amy, working mom, feeling the pressure of rising costs. Feels like every day is getting more expensive. We get it. The cost of living today is way too high. That's where we come in. At Americans for Prosperity, we offer solutions to the country's biggest problems. Like making life more affordable? Yep. That's why AFP launched Prosperity is Possible, the nation's largest movement to tackle the cost of living crisis. Americans for Prosperity is helping ease the pain at checkout and the pump and connecting people to common sense solutions. From reducing wasteful spending and making energy more affordable to improving workplace flexibility. Bottom line, getting government working for us again with solutions we can all agree on. Like empowering families like mine to realize the American dream. Exactly. Americans for Prosperity, where freedom and opportunity win. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Andy's latest product. 
tired of faking your political identity? Stressed out from playing both sides of the aisle and appeasing special interests? It's time to try RhinoVape. Clear your mind and your conscience with RhinoVape by shedding the false code of republicanism and come to terms with your true feelings. I was a Republican for years, but I hate Trump. I hate lower taxes and I hate traditional values. After I took a hit on my Rhino Vape, I realized I'm not a Republican at all. I finally feel comfortable in my political coat and I can stop lying to my constituents. Thank you, Rhino Vape. You helped me clear the fog from my mind. Now I can fight for what I truly believe in taking away your rights. Just inhale the Rhino Vape from the back end of your donkey shaped vaping tool and let the world change before your eyes. Now available in multiple flavors. Try the all-new I Hate My Current Gender Berry or the cookies and I Love Collecting Metadata Cream. And we can't forget the rocky road to America's border. Or our most popular bubblegum-flavored closet-case liberal cotton candy. Rhino Vape. Side effects may include delusions of efficient government programs, economic growth through taxation, and long-term envy of people who are more successful than you. Smugness may increase with long-term use of Rhino Vape. Not a substitute for real values or political platforms. Keep out of reach of children. Do not take Rhino Vape if you're pregnant and you actually care about your child. Rhino Vape. The help you need to accept the liberal mindset into your heart, your head, and your political affiliation. Find more products from the Voice of Reason online at HoosierReason.com. It's America's political therapist. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Terrifying you on a weekly basis. What's up? Welcome into it. It is the Voice of Reason's weekend edition. So wonderful to have you with us. My name's Andy Hoosier. If you are new to the program, then strap in because we like to have a little fun, keep things kind of edgy, maybe have you chuckle once or twice and talk about some deep issues on the program as the millennial standout and take over the nation little by little in a good manner. I'm not talking like the AOC nuts. I'm talking like in a good way. We don't need to like question what the world's all about, right? I am told <laughs> this is a garbage disposal. Yeah, we don't we don't need that kind of mindset. Welcome back into the program. So, we have now Vivek Ramaswamy campaigning for Trump, which is not terribly unexpected, but at the same time the firebrand that he is, they could make a dangerous team together. I'm not saying like president vice president ticket. I am saying though that Vivek being on the campaign trail with him will get people even more fired up than what they already are. Vivek had the same talking points, the same rhetoric, the same mindset as Donald Trump, breaking down the establishment, you know, fighting against the deep state sort of thing. Uh, he keeps saying that this is our 1776. That's a bold statement to make as well with those that say that he's going to be a tyrant and a, and a Nazi and a fascist and so on and so forth, was saying that this is our 1776, advocating for the overhauling of our government system. That's wild, but kudos to Trump for bringing him on the campaign trail. Because people just swarm Donald Trump anyways. They just uh, they just float to him already. Then you got the feistiness of Vivek that elegantly puts the positions into play with what Donald Trump wants to do. We are in the middle of a war in this country. That's what this is. It's not a war between black and white. It's not between Democrat and Republican, even in a deeper sense. It's between the permanent state and the everyday citizen. 
between those of us who love the United States of America and a fringe minority who hates this country and what we stand for. And right now we need a commander-in-chief who will lead us to victory in this war. That's what we need in this country. Man, he went on for a while there, too, with that speech. If you didn't hear it from a few days ago, and he's continued to do that throughout the week as well for this last stretch in New Hampshire, if that's going to rile people up, it doesn't rile people up, I don't know what will. But Vivek now fully on board with Donald Trump. My question is, in the conspiratorial sense, let's uh, let's analyze this for just a moment. Was that the plan overall at the end of the day? There was a rumor that was floating around, actually, and I don't know if you believe this. Uh, uh, Chad, what do you think on this one? I, I don't know if you have the same mindset or not, but Vivek, the the theme was, the theory was, was that Vivek was actually a paid obstacle by the Trump administration to try and come in, shake things up, be the new voice, go after DeSantis, go after Haley just a little bit, knock them down a few pegs, take away some of the votes from those guys by running for president, and then be able to consolidate those votes to Donald Trump at the end of the day. If that's the case, then well done. Well done. The paid incursion, so to speak, from the Trump administration uh, by using that, because that guy has the same mindset as Donald Trump, but is obviously a little bit younger, my generation, the millennial generation, and is a bit more feisty. That's the kind of voice that's needed, and I hope that there is a plan to have him in the administration in some way under the Trump administration if Donald Trump gets back into office, because if there is, then Vivek's got a big future ahead of him in politics. And I told you, I'm a fan of Vivek. I I liked him. I was skeptical of what he was trying to do, because it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me running against Trump while supporting Trump and saying the same things as Trump, but then running Uh, against him i also didn't like the fact personally that he was so involved in big pharma because obviously with COVID 19 that should be kind of a sign of concern of someone that's so involved with big pharma and what they do to the nation but nonetheless he's a major asset now and with that kind of team i don't know that nikki haley can get that type of energy and momentum into her campaign and with either regardless whether it's tied right now in New Hampshire or whether there's a 15-point gap in New Hampshire doesn't really matter. By South Carolina, there's a major dip again with Nikki Haley. Donald Trump soars from there on out. So if she does win New Hampshire, that's about the only state that she's got right now. So I think she's on the way out as well. Ron DeSantis is over. You can say goodbye to his campaign. Kind of interesting. Francis Rooney coming up on the program right around the corner. Lots more to get to on a weekend edition. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates from holistic and alternative medicine discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. Andy's latest product. 
The Hispanic community is radically diverse in the United States. Some would say as unique and diverse as the food they eat. The diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. And now you can enjoy the flavor and diversity that every member of the Hispanic community gets to enjoy every single day. Jill Biden's very all-new breakfast taco special from The Voice of Reason. Hola amigos, I'm Adan, your Jill Biden breakfast taco. Now you too can enjoy the unique, diverse flavors of Mexico and Latin American with me. Adan the breakfast taco has everything a growing boy, girl, undecided, or other may need. Start off with a thick layer of potato seasoning with fresh and delicate spices of Mexico and cook to perfection. The potatoes show not only are we tough on the outside, but soft and lovable on the inside. Next, enjoy the two large huevos. No breakfast taco is complete without our famous huevos. They are there for all to enjoy. What comes next in the delicacies is the true sign of diversity and uniqueness in the culture as there are just too many options. Chicken, carne asada, chorizo, pork, bacon, vegetarian, the choices are endless. We have a flavor for everyone, but you won't know if you like it until you try it. And we like it all. Finally, your Jill Biden Adon Breakfast Taco is always personalized for you with the specially unique and diverse toppings only found in the ever-expanding diverse culture of Latin America. Top me off with your favorite great-tasting cheese, sour cream, or gravy. But don't forget, what sets your breakfast taco apart from any other breakfast taco is a little spice. Forget the salsa from the supermarket. It's time to do add the real spicy direct from Mexico with the slices of jalapeño, habanero, or red chilies. Plus top all off with your favorite Valentina or tapatio. Show off your unique diversity with your very own Jill Biden breakfast burrito from The Voice of Reason. Order now and multiply your diversity with two Jill Biden breakfast tacos, all for the price of one. It's the Voice of Reason's Jill Biden Breakfast Taco. Are you diverse enough? Coming, Coming to, to a, a restaurant, restaurant near you. Andale, andale. Andy's latest product. Find more products from the Voice of Reason online at HoosierReason.com. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy's latest product. Presenting the all-new Voice of Reason new downloadable app, MyTax. Taxes solve everything. Hold yourself accountable for the damage you cause just because you're a human being. And now you can punish yourself before the government does it for you. I drove to work today, and I feel extremely guilty for harming the environment. I tried to ride my electric bike, but I had to charge it today. And global warming made it too cold to walk. But thanks to MyTax app... I taxed myself for the crime I committed, and now I can focus on my day. Do you have some form of privilege? Did you grill a burger today? Maybe text a friend at work? Text it! The app is simple. Simply click the category of progressive sin you committed, and the app automatically calculates how much you should be taxed. For the best use, use each hour of the day. By taxing yourself, you feel accountable for the actions you take each and every day. 
But wait, there's more. If you are low income or dependent on government assistance, don't worry. With my tax app, we'll tax someone else for you. I couldn't afford groceries this month, but with my tax app, I could get on my computer to tell a fascist conservative he's contributing to climate change by using electronics. I just hit my tax app and someone else gets taxed for me. Tax money goes to unknown third parties that is sure to spend your money better than you because you just admitted you can't function by yourself. My tax for the ones who love to give up everything just to feel better about themselves. Andy's latest product. Find more products from the Voice of Reason online at HoosierReason.com. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Truth, reason, and common sense. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into it. It is the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier. Great to have you along for the weekend again, the weekend edition of the Voice of Reason, broadcasting coast to coast all over the place. And it's so wonderful to have you along for the ride. Your millennial general doing what we do every single weekend. Really happy to have this next guest back on the program. It's been a while, and I believe the first time on the national show. Uh, with us for the weekend as well, as we have not talked about this issue in a while, and we need to get an update because it's having implications and ramifications all over the globe. And uh, for some reason, we just don't want to seem to talk. The mainstream media kind of keep it on the down low, and we need to get an update of what's happening over in the Middle East with Hamas and Israel and the ongoing conflict. Happy to have on the program. He is a former congressman from the 19th district of the great state of Florida, uh, as well, former ambassador Francis Rooney with us here. Francis, how are you, my friend? I'm great. Thanks for having me back on. Oh, it's so good to chat with you again. Happy New Year to you. A lot of stuff going on in the world right now, obviously, with this issue in Israel, and it doesn't seem to be getting any better, at least from what we're hearing from the mainstream media. What's the latest here? Well, I think it's getting better for Israel. They're wiping Hamas off the face (laughs) of the earth. It's just that the mainstream media doesn't seem to like that. Yeah. I don't understand why. Uh, They ought to read the Koran, then they would have a different view of uh, that situation over there, who our enemies and friends are. Yeah, I have been baffled by the response from the U.S. and from many sects of the of the country with just hearing just last week of numerous individuals getting arrested after a protest on in Congress by causing disruptions and chanting as a pro-Palestinian thing. I mean, Francis, at what point did we get where we have protesters that are advocating for terrorists who have called for the death to America, to the death of Jews, and to the death of Israel, and the destruction of that, and they're supporting them, saying that they're somehow the victim. How did we get to this point? Well, that's a real good question, and I think a lot of liberal professors have totally ruined a whole generation of kids. Now they're out there protesting things they really don't know much about. Uh, And then you've probably heard this new theory called settler colonialism. (laughs) Where basically, they, if, if you feel that someone has aggrieved you, you have uh, uh, kind of a sympathy strike, uh, commodality with uh, ex-slaves and oppressed Indians and colonized Africans and all kinds of stuff. And it's kind of ridiculous, but it's also insidious because it can apply to anybody. Yeah. Everybody can be one of them. Everybody could be one of those. Yeah, we're such a melting pot. I, I hear, you know, we have California, New York's talked about it as well, about doing some type of reparations and trying to pay uh, minorities in the nation uh, that kind of goes along down this road as well. And I don't know how you even create a system like that because being the melting pot and the fact that everybody has a little bit of a lineage from everywhere, 
Where do you draw that line of saying that you your ancestors were oppressors, your ancestors were victims, and therefore we're going to draw this line, and now you have to pay X amount of money to somebody else? It, it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, it doesn't to me either. And races, have, as you correctly say, have come to this country and assimilated uh, for a couple hundred years now. But we do have a few instances, uh, largely because of policies of the federal government, where certain races haven't assimilated all that well. I mean, the Indians that were cooped up on reservations, uh, I've been to the Navajo Reservation it's in Apache. It's deplorable conditions for them, and it doesn't reflect well on the future. That is true. You want to see what socialism looks like, go to a Native American reservation and see how well that worked out for those individuals uh, with the government-run sanctions on on that one. With these protesters in, in this blame for victim, because they have maybe a different skin color, maybe because they're not the dominant religion in the United States, whatever the case is, is it just that simple on why they're supporting them? Is just because they're not the mainstream norm, so therefore they must be the oppressed and we're going to support them, not understanding anything going on in the Middle East? Right. It's this, it's this uh, artificial victimhood that they seem to like, uh, that other people have had an advantage or privilege over, over them. So uh, they're oppressed. Yeah. And they're therefore in a kind of sympathy strike with other so-called oppressed groups in a, in a massive chain of identity politics. Yeah. Let's talk about the government side of this for a second. We hear that the Biden administration has had actually very little contact with Benjamin Netanyahu over in Israel over the past few weeks. So there's been a lack of communication, which, as we know, communication solves the majority of the problems to stay on the same basis here. But now that we're getting such a loud outcalling from the other side and, and the chants and the protests for pro-Palestine and trying to end this conflict. Now Biden, even when he's made uh, on the campaign trail, the little bit that he does actually campaign, has been out there saying that we need a ceasefire. We need to start talking to them more. We need to start you know, putting pressure on Israel to do a ceasefire when he's not even talking to Benjamin Netanyahu about what the plans are and what the operations look like right now. How can we actually tell them or influence them to do one thing or the other if we're not even talking? Well, we probably can't, and nor should we. Look, this is an existential fight for Israel, and we need to be behind, have their back. President Biden, like in so many other instances of his weak leadership, wants to have it both ways and please everybody. And this is one of those things where you can't please everybody. Yeah. It, it, I don't know, understand how they can actually make that happen. We're talking with uh, former Ambassador Francis Rumi. He was the former ambassador under the George Bush administration. And he also former congressman from the Florida's 19th Congressional District, author of the book The Global Vatican. Let's talk about the global ramifications here. What's it doing to, right now, let's talk about the Middle East for a second. We have other nations that are starting to get more involved. They're starting to attack us, get a little more bold uh, by attacking our presence over there because they realize they can get away with it without us retaliating. Uh, Francis, is this going to lead us into a another world conflict here soon? I hope not, but it's certainly dangerous. I mean, here you have Iran openly supporting Hezbollah, Hamas, and the Houthis. The Houthis firing on ships of all nations now. Um, so we're going to have to go in there and continue to take the Houthi uh, uh, directional uh, guidance areas out where they can't do this. And I don't know if that'll provoke Iran to do something or not. But you've got a pretty volatile situation right now. And you got Russia buying arms from Iran. Uh, China's just sitting back there watching. And... and uh, uh, us and the and the Western European countries are trying to make the 
uh, support Israel as best they can. Anything can happen here. Yeah, anything can happen here. Let's talk about the nation of Iran for a second, because uh, we had a good deal under the Trump administration to kind of keep them at bay. We shredded that when Biden came into power, and they want a new Iranian deal, which they're not abiding by or have no intention to abide by as they continue to bolden up right now. Are they going to be the instigators here? Because we've heard that they're part of the funders for Hamas to try and keep this conflict going. Is that true? That is true. They definitely are, for Hezbollah as well. And, uh, you know, I don't, I, there's a lot I don't understand, especially about Democrats, but the, the, the uh, sympathy and uh, desire to make, to make nice with Iran that started in the Obama administration and continues now with Biden is totally inexplicable to me. They want nothing but, but to hurt us. They want their hegemonic versus us. And, and we have been given a money and, and done that. And we did that ridiculous deal that we couldn't police. Yeah. So it, it makes no sense at all to me to be uh, supporting your enemies, basically. Yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. I, I always try to rack my brain, which, you know, trying to stick your head into the sewers and figure out why they think the way they think is kind of dangerous at times. But what would be the motive for them to work with? People that are so hostile that openly say, look, I mean, I'm all about hearing different ideas. Uh, you know, I don't care about someone's religion. I don't care about someone's personal beliefs. As long as you don't try to harm someone, I'm not going to try to harm you. You do me. I do you. Is the way that most Americans like to live. But when someone openly says, I'm going to destroy you if I get the chance to, death to you, I, I don't understand where the mindset is to say, hey, let's go ahead and work with them because we'll totally be able to make peace. That, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. No, it doesn't make sense to me either. And if you go back and look at the Quran and the, the, the evolution of the uh, Islamic religion, you will see that there's some major impediments to, to peace with them. I mean, it's a religion of conquest. It's violent. And we can't do anything about the fact that to them, we are the infidel. We are not Muslims. Mm -hmm. The Muslim community here in the United States, do you think that they're doing enough to speak out and saying that, hey, we don't want anything to do with this, we don't want violence, we want the peace, we're happy living here in the United States, the greatest nation on the face of the earth? Are they doing enough as a community to stand up and speak out here, do you think? I don't think they are. I think they ought to be speaking out a whole lot. I mean, some of the, the moderate Arab countries in the Middle East have spoken out more than our Arabs right here in the United <laughs> States who are protected by our laws. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Not to mention some of those wacko Congress people up there that continue to spew uh, anti-Israel, pro-Palestinian. Yeah, I, I was just going to mention the elected officials, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, some of these that have made some bold comments, which, again, let's I mean, when they make these comments, you would think as an elected official that you could get reprimanded for that. But the last time we tried that, we, pay, uh, we passed an anti-hate speech bill that went from, hey, you're not allowed to say uh, anti is uh, uh, anti-Jewish comments, anti-Semitic comments as an elected official, and it got turned in from that to saying, hey, you can't be saying anything about Islamophobia because how dare you say anything evil about Muslims? Like, we couldn't even silence them for what their comments were. Yeah, well, the, the, the tolerance of Americans for some groups and the intolerance of them for other groups is quite disturbing. Because yeah. as you said earlier, we were the country that was built on the melting pot of all people, not just some. But they don't seem to see it that way. No. That gets back to your colonialism business, singling out victims and, and opposing the so-called vict victimizers. 
It's all about playing the victim. That's what wins over Democrats for sure. They absolutely love it. We're talking with uh, former Ambassador Francis Rumi, former congressman from the 19th District of Florida, author of the book The Global Vatican, and former ambassador under the President George W. Bush administration. we got just about 45 seconds uh, before we have to take a break. When we come back, though, I want to talk about moving forward because, as you mentioned, there's a lot of conflict that could potentially spark for a grander thing here. We have the uh, Israel issue, which they said they're not backing down. They're going to eliminate Hamas. Good for them. They need to do so. Uh, but then we also have Ukraine and Russia. We have China, like you said, that's just sitting back waiting, even planning their vendetta against Taiwan as well that I think could spark something else. Then we got Kim Jong-un down in Korea talking about wanting to fire off some missiles, and we'll see what he actually does. All of this coincidentally happening under the Biden administration when they said they didn't want to start any conflicts and that somehow uh, Donald Trump was going to be the one to actually start World War III. We'll do that when we come back here with former Ambassador Francis Rooney right here on The Voice of Reason, the weekend edition. Lots more coming up. Stay right here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. This is Amy, working mom, feeling the pressure of rising costs. Feels like every day is getting more expensive. We get it. The cost of living today is way too high. That's where we come in. At Americans for Prosperity, we offer solutions to the country's biggest problems. Like making life more affordable? Yep. That's why AFP launched Prosperity is Possible, the nation's largest movement to tackle the cost of living crisis. Americans for Prosperity is helping ease the pain at checkout and the pump and connecting people to common sense solutions. From reducing wasteful spending and making energy more affordable to improving workplace flexibility. Bottom line, getting government working for us again with solutions we can all agree on. Like empowering families like mine to realize the American dream. Exactly. Americans for Prosperity, where freedom and opportunity win. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Andy's latest product. Have you tried to start your own revolution to end systematic oppression, destroy the evil, greedy capitalist system, redistribute other people's belongings, or put an end to hate speech, but just aren't getting the support you need? Well, now you can. It's time for us to do Bash Bash. I hate Nazis so much. I believe it's my duty to verbally and physically attack anyone that's not on my side. That's totally the anti-fascist way of life. People need to see what true tolerance of people, beliefs, and ideas really looks like. Get all the following and support you want with the all-new Voice of Reason Antifa Rebel Call. Uh, uh, uh. 
Just sound off and let your fellow revolutionists know you are ready for the ultimate takedown of society. The Antifa Rebel Call was the perfect way to find my fellow anti-fascist brothers, sisters, and unknowns. And it works fast. The time I stepped out of my masculinity confession booth, I wiped the tears away reapplied my mascara war paint, reconsidered my gender identity, and told my mom to make dinner late tonight. I had 10 other rebel fighters with me, ready to raise some hell. I love my Antifa rebel call. Every time I sound it, I feel ready to destroy statues, burn building, and find the red hats. I don't know what MAGA means, but I can tell you it's MAGA lame. Once they hear my Antifa Rebel Call, they'll know we mean business. The Antifa Rebel Call is perfect to fend off oppressors like the Constitution, natural rights, the American flag, and the ever-favorite rational thought. And your Antifa Rebel Call can work simultaneously as your safe space meditative sound. Now available in an audio download, you can listen to your Antifa Rebel Call whenever you feel triggered from the world. I turned on the radio today and I heard someone talking about how they believed in an equal opportunity capitalist system and I felt extremely triggered. OMG, it almost ruined my day. Luckily, I went to the nearest Starbucks, I put my cordless headphones into my brand new iPhone, and I listened to my Antifa Rebel call to settle me down and remind me that redistribution and government control over private industry makes my life so much better. Order your Antifa Rebel call today and receive a second absolutely free. Don't we all love free stuff? Now you can spread your message to more people with double the toughness. The voice of reason's Antifa Rebel Call. The rebel inside you awaits. Looking for more reason? Well, now you can get even more content from the voice of reason through our Patreon site. It's your exclusive membership for being the ultimate Hoosier-holic. On our Patreon, you'll get additional interviews and content that we don't get to air on the radio, behind-the-scenes action from the Hoosier Media Network, plus one-on-one video streams where you can catch up with me, guests of the show, and other great Voice of Reason supporters. Plus, you can also support the show by checking out our gear and swag. Find the link on our website at HoosierReason.com. Again, that's HoosierReason.com. Become the ultimate Hoosier-holic. Where Hoosier Holics gather every week. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into it. Wrapping up our number one of the Voice of Reasons Weekend Edition. So wonderful to have you along for the ride. Your political therapist as we continue to break down the big issues of the day. Right now, we're talking Israel. We're talking the conflicts all over the globe. Are we seeing the brink of World War III? For those that believe some of the weirdness out there, the uh, there was an astrology prediction, which if you believe astrology or not, I find it entertaining. Don't know if I necessarily believe it, but there's a theory that this weekend, on January the 20th, that the planet of Pluto goes into the uh, phase of Aquarius, which apparently the last time this has happened was when the U.S. Revolution happened and when the French Revolution happened, them saying that the quote-unquote energies from Pluto and in Aquarius like that has caused people to rise up and fight back and finally say enough is enough. I don't know if that's uh, if that's impacting what's going on around the world right now, but it definitely is kind of an odd coincidence as well to speculate on if you believe that sort of thing. Right now we're hanging out with former Ambassador Francis Rooney. He's a former congressman from the 19th District of the state of Florida, also author of the book The Global Vatican. 
and former ambassador under the Bush administration uh, back in the day. Francis, I don't know if that uh, has anything to do with it, but right now we're seeing a lot of tension here in the United States. We have the conflict in Russia, Ukraine. We have the conflict in Israel and the Middle East right now. It seems like there's some unsteady times ahead of us. Well, there's a lot of uncertainty uh, and instability in the world right now. Probably haven't seen this much in a long time. And uh, a lot of things could go sideways. Anybody could do something real stupid with with so many conflicts going on. I don't know what what will happen. You would think with so much globalization, and by globalization I mean the interconnected economies of every nation, that it would be hard to start major conflicts like this. For example, I know that China is on the brink and we could see a major, God forbid, we see a major conflict with China because we're kind of dueling back and forth for, between the two of us for being the superior nation in the world for the most powerful militant-wise, economic-wise, so on and so forth. We have that battle going on, but we're so tied economically with trade and with what we do. Would we ever actually see, do you think, an actual physical altercation between the two nations? It's kind of hard to think, given the stakes of war nowadays with the technology that's available to pretty much everybody, that that we would go into fiscal combat with a major power. But, uh, you know, there's going to be a mess if they take take, uh, Taiwan. It's just going to be really hard for a lot of uh, Congress people not to jump up and down and scream and yell, and (laughs) you never know where that might get. Yeah. Yeah, that is unfortunate. Uh, Russia, another one that's supposed to be a powerhouse. Obviously, they've struggled to be able to take over Ukraine, so that maybe that shows that they have inflated themselves a little bit stronger than what they actually are. But at the same time, there's still a, a, a questionable nation around the world as well. They've pretty much isolated themselves. They cut themselves off when it came to trade. They cut themselves off when it came to the value of their dollar. They were drilling a massive amount of oil throughout the last couple of years under their ongoing conflict that we weren't buying from them because we cut that off as well, trying to harm them, so they were just stockpiling it. When they come out of this conflict with Ukraine, however this may end, do you think that they're still going to be a major powerhouse and someone that we need to be concerned about moving forward? Well, I I don't know that they really are a major power. Mm. I know they think they are, but uh, when you look at the statistics of their country, they're they're pretty paltry. Yeah. And and the more they have to waste trying to subjugate uh, Ukraine, the le- worse shape they're going to be in. Yeah, that is true. Well, and now we hear uh, Vladimir Putin out there saying that uh, women there need to have more children because they need to boost up their population again. So apparently they're struggling. So to Kim Jong Un, it sounds to me, Francis, that there's been a uh, there's a trend of communist nations uh, advocating for the boosting of the children to be born and a population growth because they're kind of struggling a little bit. Well, they found out that the other way doesn't work. It's just math. <laughs> I mean, we all we have our problems with the uh, negative birth rate, but it's barely negative. That one child policy of Mao is what's going to sink China. Yeah. Really, the only good thing about China for us is that they don't have enough uh, people. Yeah. That is interesting. That is interesting. we got just about a minute left here before we have to let you go, and I appreciate your time very much. But let's bring it back down to the domestic front here. Obviously, we're going into an election season. We have Trump that's more than likely going to be the default Republican candidate and possibly Joe Biden as well going to -to head-to-head again. What does that mean, depending on the outcome of this election? What does that mean for the future of not just the nation, but all of these global conflicts moving forward? Well, I think if Trump beats Biden, we'll get back to some kind of sane policies again, which would be really helpful. Yeah. Uh, you know, Biden, we've seen, is incapable of, of, of managing himself, much less the country.
We're out of time, my friends. I love it. Great conversation. It's former Ambassador Francis Rooney, former congressman from the 19th Congressional District. Francis, Happy New Year to you, my friend. Let's keep up this fight. Let's get you back on again and talk real soon. Thank you. I look forward to it. Always a pleasure. All right, hour number two of The Voice Reason coming up right around the corner. Stay here. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates, from holistic and alternative medicine discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 